today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. This is very exciting. Uh, and, you know, uh, I've been in Hamilton, I don't know how many years now. Too many to count. But I remember when it wasn't good. I remember when it wasn't fun. I remember when everybody was looking for some sort of, uh, you know, uh, white knight or something to come out of the uh, out of the horizon and save the city, whether it was an NHL team or a stadium or, or what have you. Uh, and now city staff are slated to begin talks this week with two business groups that are competing to redevelop First Ontario Centre and the entertainment venues uh, downtown. Uh, Bill Kelly already this morning had uh, the Vancor group on. Now we're going to introduce you to the Hamil- uh, Hamilton Urban Precinct Arts and Entertainment Group. And to talk about all of this, uh, uh, Jasper Krajaski is with us, Hamilton lawyer and consultant. He is with us now. Jasper, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you, Scott. Nice to join you. Uh, Jasper, we've chatted before about this. This is not new for you. This is something you've been studying for a long time, correct? Well, I mean, the history of it goes all the way back into the 90s when I sat as a citizen member of the then HECFI board. And then since the facilities have been put over into private management, uh, you'll recall in 2015 and 2016, we put together... um, many of the members of what now constitutes our urban precinct group to do the arena renovation study that we commissioned with the architects who designed the then Air Canada Centre, Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, and did the renovation of Madison Square Garden in New York, Brisbane, Brookbane, and out of Toronto. And that arena renovation study has now become a, a major part of the information that we're working with as we look at the redevelopment and reimagining of all of the urban entertainment facilities in Hamilton. What can you tell us about this project, Jasper? Throw us some shiny objects. Well, two of the key components are the fact that we have an arena that needs a significant transformation to bring it up to 21st century standards, and we need a new convention center that is appropriately sized, right-sized, for urban Hamilton in terms of the size of of conventions that could be held if we had a room, an exhibition space, which is single level, unobstructed, that could accommodate at least 2,000 people in one room. And the current convention center can barely do half of that. To the credit of the Carmen's group, which of course is the leading member, one of the leading members of our consortium of the group, they have privately managed the convention center and and eliminated the subsidy, doing everything you with the building in its current form, but the bottom line is you can't take a room that can only accommodate people and make it accommodate 2,000 people. It's just basic math. So a city the size of Hamilton needs to look at a convention center which is competitive with the centers in cities like Calgary, Ottawa, Halifax, Winnipeg, all of whom have seen um, updated convention centers in the last number of years. And that's something that Hamilton needs, and that's a centerpiece of our plan for the downtown. How does that affect the arena? The arena is, uh, the issue with the arena is that its bones are very, very solid, and having the larger Juno Awards, the Country Music Awards, but at the same time being able to hide that balcony when you're not using it and have a lower bowl renovation, which produces approximately 9,000 premium seats with the club levels and the private boxes and bunker suites, improved amenities, improved concourses, and all the things that create the fan experience that people need in the new century. So 
that is a project that uh, we've already studied, and now it's a question of moving forward with a with a with a construction timetable, which is very timely. That will produce that uh, that updated arena. So, is this an update? Is this a reno? Is this uh, a teardown? Are you talking about the arena or the convention center? We'll stuff? talk both. With regards to the arena, it's a significant renovation to the point where it essentially becomes a transformation of the existing arena in its current place. In regards to the convention center, it's a new convention center because the footprint of the existing convention center simply is not big enough to get you to the size that you require. So the idea on convention is to build a new convention center and then repurpose the old convention center site for a new development, which in our plan would also include a new home for the Art Gallery of Hamilton. And we think that's a key component in terms of the redevelopment of that entire site. So, Jasper, does something like this get done all at once? Does it get done in stages? Because, you know, many times these things start with, uh, you know, a, a great and clear direction and then things change. What are we talking about for timelines here? The timelines for the arena renovation and the construction of the new convention center essentially could be very similar sometime in early 2021, also with the arena depending on the schedule as regards the Bulldogs. So uh, uh, the easiest time frame to begin the renovation of the arena would be the moment the season ends in 2021 for the Hamilton Bulldogs. To do it any quicker than that would potentially you know, dislocate the Bulldogs in terms of their schedule. But we'll certainly be talking to them about that, whether or not there's an opportunity to even start sooner. But at the latest, it would be at the end of that season uh, in regards to, uh, you know, and hopefully they play a long time. So the date will depend on how well they do in that year. But essentially the spring of 2021, late uh, late um, winter. We certainly know that the Bulldogs have been actively looking for a new space. Have you consulted them about any of this? Would they be happy with this new project? Well, certainly we don't speak on behalf of Michael Andelauer, and we respect the fact that he had an through a process with the city of Hamilton in regards to different concepts that he might have to have a smaller arena appropriately sized for an OHL team. We have certainly had stations and there's a lot of outreach going on in regards to making the plan for the renovated arena in the heart of the urban core, but right-sized in terms of the lower bowl renovation fit his plans. And we share information with him and discuss with him things that are, that are important from his priority standpoint. But again, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, he, you know, he speaks on behalf of his organization and we don't want to be presumptuous about that. But having Michael as a part of this and, and having the Bulldogs find their new home in a renovated coliseum is our collective goal and we hope that he shares in that. Uh, during this process, Jasper, many have talked about the size of the facility. That's why it didn't fly. Or one of the reasons, I guess, it didn't fly up on the mountain in the sense that we don't want to lose a major arena that would attract large shows. How do you balance this out where you have a big building that is suitable for all sizes? Well, what you're going to see in the renovation plan that we're working on, and in fact, much of what's already completed in the 2016 arena renovation study, shows how you can stage the development so that what you're effectively doing is a complete lower bowl rehaul that when you go into the building, you'll barely recognize the lower bowl other than realizing that the ice surface is always where it was and 
the seating is in the same place, but the experience will be altogether different in terms of circulation, in terms of amenities, in terms of, of uh, information technology upgrades and all the things that are now part of the fan experience in the arenas of the 21st century. What you'll have above that is a balcony that is hidden in a much more comprehensive curtaining fashion and use of lasers and other technologies other than the vertical black curtain that, in fact, we installed back in 1997, back when I was a member of the then HECFI board. That was good technology for the time, but it's, you know, it's over 20, 23, I mean, coming up on 23 years old. The new way of hiding the upper balcony will be much more extensive and create a sense of intimacy in the building when you're not using the balcony. But the problem is if you get rid of the balcony or you build a much smaller arena, then suddenly when Pearl Jam comes and you want to sell 18,000 seats, they're not there. And there are a lot of big shows that are coming to Hamilton and more that can be coming in the future. And so having a hybrid building, which is essentially a 9,000-seat arena with the feel of a smaller building, but the opportunity to open up that hidden balcony when the big shows come is a major advantage that we would be giving up if we were to tear down the Coliseum and build a much smaller building. Uh, That's been our group's view of this from the beginning. Jasper, as soon as you know, you started talking about the lower bowl and then keeping the sort of upper bowl hidden again, the first thing, as you said, I thought of was the curtain, the curtain that we all, that you were talking about and such. Is it that much of a different experience to the curtain to what you're talking about? Again, yeah. you know, not that that matters to me as a spectator. I couldn't care that there's you know, 2,000 empty seats above me, but I certainly do understand as far as atmosphere how it's important. Yeah, and atmosphere is a major part of the fan experience when, we, when you go out to events of this kind. So having that feeling of intimacy when you're in a building and not just seeing empty seats or, you know, the type of curtaining. Like I said, it was 1997 technology, yeah. and it was great in its day, and it was actually very cost-effective when we brought it in. But we're now in the 21st century, and people demand new experiences. They want upgraded um, opportunities when they come to these events and the system that we're looking at with BBB, Brisbane, Brookbane, and with the, the groups that we're working with um, will certainly, I think, create a much more exciting experience for people when they're in the building and the balcony is not being used. Jasper, what is the difference? You know, you talked about 97 technology and the curtain and such. Uh, we all know when COPS was built and, and how old the building is. What is different now and how we build these experiences, buildings, than it was back then? Well, so there, there's so many different things that come into play, food and beverage, the nature of the amenities. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I went to the Montreal Forum, the only thing you could buy was a hot dog, and the only thing they put on the hot dog was a, was a stick that would have mustard. Yeah. Now when you go into these buildings, these the, the different offerings that are made available and the club lounges, and the way people circulate in a building, and they go into different party zones and suites. So there's, and, and also with technology. Um, now with uh, the nature of all of the smartphones and the other ordering, how you order food, how food is delivered to you, there are multiple new things that are happening in arenas that people couldn't even have imagined, let alone 25 years ago or 35 coming up on the anniversary of Cops Coliseum, which opened in November of 85. The things that are happening now in arenas are literally changing, you know, by the month and the year, let alone by longer periods than that. So uh, all of these new amenities will be a part of the renovated Coliseum. 
Talk a little bit more about the convention center and expanding it. How much of a difference will uh, the experience be for Hamiltonians that walk through this? Again, just give us some sort of idea of how this block is going to change. Well, what happens now is, and, and again, I, I go back to saying that, and especially with you know, uh, congratulations and kudos to Carmen, who have done a great job in managing the building in its current form. But again, when you're looking at a room that can barely squeeze in a thousand people and there's a host of meetings out in the, in there, in the, in the North American and even international communities that are looking for a room in that 2000 to 2500 person, getting them into one space at one time slot. And that's the sweet spot essentially for Hamilton. And different studies have shown that. Our, the, the arena renovation study back in 2016 started to look at the convention. It was mostly about arena, but there was a convention side to it. Then the city commissioned the Ernst & Young report, an independent study in regards to the future of the entertainment facilities. Our group has retained PricewaterhouseCoopers, and it, our draft report is already ready and will be shared very soon with the city and with the public on convention specifically. And all of them have found effectively the same thing. That the sweet spot for Hamilton, the right-sized convention center, is in the range of about, say, a total of about 120 to 140,000 square feet, of which at least 30, 35,000 of that, 35,000 square feet are in one room that can house about that, you know, 2,000 plus people. Once you have a room of that size, conventions that never could have come to Hamilton before are now looking at Hamilton and booking Hamilton. What does that do? Well, that gives birth to all the hotels that you need to service the number of people that are now coming into the city. And all of those hotels have a reason to be created because they know that they have the bookings to support them. And now you have more vibrancy downtown. And now all those people that are visiting want to go to, ho- go, go to restaurants. They want to go to shows. And they want to see the, the offerings of the city. And people are attracted to the downtown, and you see the condominium developments that are already currently happening and more to come. And offices that otherwise may not have thought that Hamilton is the place to be say, hey, that's where the excitement is. We're going to look at that, you know, at that downtown to, to locate ourselves. And it just it builds on itself, and it's just momentum upon momentum. And that's when you start to see the kind of critical mass that would be appropriate to what is, let's, you know, Scott, Hamilton is Canada's 10th largest city, mm-hmm. part of the group of big cities in the country. And if you take the populations of Brampton and Mississauga and see them as an extension of Toronto as the GTA, Hamilton is the 8th largest city in the country. And a city of that size has to have the offerings in terms of the sports, entertainment, tourism, hospitality sector that are appropriate to a city our size, and this project would get that done. How will this block change from the outside? You talked about the uh, art gallery and obviously its position in in all of this, and w- but obviously the convention centers on one side and and the arena on the other. How does this come together? Well, staged, and we're going to have a lot more to talk about in the next number of days and weeks in regards to specific locations for convention how the art gallery will be re, uh, recrafted and reimagined as part of the redevelopment of the current uh, convention center site. So essentially it would be the arena renovation can get going right, you know, pretty, pretty soon. 
once this is approved, again, subject to the scheduling of the Bulldogs. And because the convention center uh, will be on a site that can accommodate it and, you know, pretty soon, that would be the first thing constructed. And then once the new convention center is operational, the old one can come down, the new art gallery is constructed, and then the old art, the current art gallery site is incorporated into the totality of the development because it will be significant high rises with condominium, office, hotel, um, space for the city of Hamilton that we are looking at working in conjunction with the city in close proximity to City Hall. So the total project will be done in essentially three stages. And the first stage can get going early in the uh, the new year coming up. All right. So where are you now? What happens now? Well, as you know, it's been quite public that the city has invited the two main proponents to sit down in conversations with them. We will be starting that process this week. And my understanding from what the city has said is that over the course of the next approximately three, approximately three months, they're hoping to make a decision about which plan to move forward with in terms of discussions of negotiations of a formal memorandum of understanding. And we'll be in the middle of those conversations over the course of the next number of days, weeks, and approximately three months. Jasper Kamjaski is with us, Hamilton lawyer and consultant and part of the Hamilton Urban Precinct Arts and Entertainment Group, one of the two that are presenting to Hamilton City Council on the future of the downtown entertainment precinct. Very exciting, Jasper. Good luck. Thank you so much for the time, Scott. Really appreciate it. You take care. It is uh, 226. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Man, this is going to be great once this uh, precinct is done. Here we grow again. This will literally change the core of the downtown. And who knows what that spawns from there, as Jasper said, with hotels, restaurants, and such. The city, the future, looking pretty bright. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.